I'm Hannah Coles. You are listening to Love at Home, episode number 35. This is so hard. You are listening to Love at Home, a podcast designed to help you learn how to develop and create long-lasting connections by first learning to strengthen and love yourself. Here's your host, LDS Life Coach, Hannah Coles. Hey, welcome back, you guys. Happy that you're here. So today, I just want to give you something that I hear pretty often. I even find myself wanting to say it a lot of times. And so I thought I'd address it and help you guys out. Now, how often do you find yourself saying the phrase, this is so hard at home with your family, with work, with callings, friendships, budgeting, dieting? I tell myself that whenever I run into tech issues, which is like all the time. this is just too hard. Or generally, it's like this loud groan, like, ah, why is this so hard? We don't even realize what's really happening and just how much of an impact these four little words can have on our lives and how we're showing up. So today, I wanted to spend a little time shining the spotlight on that sneaky little phrase and offer you a replacement to put in its place. So first off, why do we say that to ourselves? When was the last time you said that? Think about what you were doing. What was it? At what point did you say that? Then this is really important. After you said that, whether it was audible or just inside your head, how did you feel afterwards? We think we're just venting or letting off some frustration that we're feeling at the moment, but I promise you the effects are far more reaching than that one tiny moment those words were thought or spoke or maybe even yelled. I don't know. I used to say that phrase all the time. I can remember saying that phrase even back when I was five years old learning to play the piano even. There was this one gorgeous afternoon where all my friends were playing outside and I had to practice the piano. We had this huge beautiful bay window with sheer curtains to let in the soft light and it was this gorgeous day like super sunny really fun but really that beautiful window was just this giant opening to taunt me so that I could see everyone else having fun outside without me. So I remember sitting at the piano trying so hard to play a scale with both hands together. And this is why I remember being so young because I started when I was just five. So you can imagine my impatient brain and what was really taking priority then. And it was not playing scales. (laughs) So my mom came in and she set this old time timer on the piano because I must've been complaining. I can't imagine myself doing that. (laughs) But I sat there sandwiched between the timer that was tick, tick, ticking, which even though it was ticking, didn't seem to budge ever. It still felt like it was always 30 minutes, 30 minutes, or even if that was the time, I don't remember. I just remember the ticking. (laughs) It was never going to ring. And seeing all my friends running and playing catch and just having so much fun. At one point, I finally looked down at my fingers and just resigned that I'd actually have to make it through. I tried getting both fingers to coordinate and do different things at the same time. And for a five or six-year-old, however old I was, I was young. That's tough stuff, my friends. I'd play a few notes and when my thumb was supposed to go under, I'd forget and then I'd run out of fingers and I'd still have several notes left. So I'd start again and I'd focus on that hand while then forgetting the left hand and over and over and over again, I'd struggle through it. Then I distinctly remember groaning and an exasperation telling myself, this is so hard. I don't remember if I got it at that one practice, but obviously something finally clicked. (laughs) And scales became so easy and fast that I could play them with my eyes shut. But even at the age of five or younger, I'm sure we started learning this phrase and we place negative feelings with it. The idea that things shouldn't be hard. When it's hard, someone fix it and do it for me, right? 
take this away. I shouldn't have to do hard things. This should be easy. And maybe it starts when we're babies and toddlers and we're constantly getting help with things. And it's funny because when we're babies and toddlers, we don't care that it's hard. We just want to do it. You see babies and toddlers struggling to walk or stand or whatever it is they're doing. They want to do it. But then we get a little bit older and now tying our shoes is too hard. Someone do it for me. Or maybe maybe I've totally done this as a mom. I'm too impatient for them to get it on their own. So I'm like, let me do it. Let me. I'll just do it. Let me take care of it. It's too hard. Let me do it. And so we start to have this idea ingrained in our minds that things shouldn't be hard. When it gets hard, have someone else fix it and do it for you. You shouldn't have to do hard things because life should be easy. And really that's the thing that we have this kind of entitlement that we think things shouldn't be hard. We shouldn't have to go through that. We shouldn't have that trial. It should be easier in some way. When things are hard in your relationship, it's because we think the other person should understand, should comply, should be easier to connect with, right? Certainly not us, right? (laughs) It's all them. They're the ones making it hard, but really it's because we have this idea of how things should go and when it doesn't happen, we get this resistance and pull. We have to use extra effort to pull back and so we end up in this all-out tug of war with whatever it is you're struggling with at the time. So why are things just so hard? A huge part of it is our expectations. If you didn't assume it should be easy, then you wouldn't be resistant to it in the first place, sure. We feel entitled that things shouldn't be hard. I shouldn't have to discipline my kids ever. They should just know and be able to listen and do what I tell them to, right? So when my eight-year-old acts eight and I get frustrated, it's because I have this expectation that he shouldn't do that. Okay, but here's the question that I really want you to ask yourself. What if it's supposed to be hard? Why not just let it be hard? Sometimes we try and mask it and we drop our expectations or we, we want to think happy thoughts or have it become our favorite. And I'm totally down with all of those things. But there are times that things are genuinely supposed to be hard and why not just let it be hard? So there's two things I want you to think about with this. One, do I need to realign my expectations and beliefs? And two, what do I want to think about this? So for example, my eight-year-old has a hard time folding his clothes and keeping his room clean. My immediate autopilot self wants to get too frustrated and think, ah, haven't we gone over this a thousand and one times? Why? Why do we have to do this again and again? This is so hard. So maybe in that instance, I might want to realign my expectations and beliefs. My expectations that my eight-year-old should automatically clean his room and make that perfect. Maybe that's not really a realistic expectation for me. Maybe I want to realign those beliefs. Now the second one, what do I want to think about this? When I stop to ask myself that question, I realize that he's eight. Eight Eight-year-olds don't always like folding clothes or cleaning up. It's not a problem to them at all. In fact, I think my personal opinion, they like things out on display. So what I want to think about is that he's eight. He's learning and who better to teach him than me? Do you see the difference? In the first one, I'm just reacting. I'm expecting things to be perfect. I'm expecting to be done. I already showed him. He should know by now. We shouldn't be having this conversation. And then I'm feeling that resistance and that pull and I'm feeling entitled because I think it shouldn't be hard anymore. He should know. I shouldn't, I, as the mother, shouldn't have to go through that with him. Now, in the second one, I'm responding. I'm choosing what I want to think about this. So if we put this into a model, the first one, I could think the circumstances that my son has a room, that there are 
clothes on the floor. Like we can prove all of these things. I can't say my son's room is a mess. That's not provable because what's a mess to you might not be a mess to someone else. And so the circumstance is just my son's room or X amount of things are on the floor or something very factual. My thought is this is so hard. He should know better by now. We shouldn't have to do this. When I think this is so hard, I feel frustrated. I huff and I puff and I murmur to myself and some might yell here, get snippier, whatever your go-to frustrated action is, just put it here in the model. So think about the result that you've just created with that thinking and feeling and doing. You've created this result that not your eight-year-old, but that you believe that this is hard. You solidified that. When you think that, you're going to feel that, you're going to act on that, and then you create this world that's hard for you. When instead, I choose to think eight-year-olds are still learning. They're not supposed to get it yet. Who better than me to teach him? Then that generates feelings of compassion. And notice I'm still acknowledging that this isn't fun. It can still be hard. But instead of just a dead end, I see a bend in the rope. There's light, there's hope, progression. When I feel compassionate, I'm going to be more likely to remind, to teach, to exemplify, to help him figure out and how to make it work. And when I do this, I create for myself that everything is as it should be. I love these two models simply because it doesn't take the trial out of it. We're supposed to be growing, but it does take me out of autopilot and into my conscious mind where I get to decide what I want to think, what I want to feel, what I want to do about it, and ultimately what kind of world I choose to live in. I have all the control. I'm not blaming the circumstances. I'm not a victim. I get to choose and to decide. Whenever you think this is so hard, I want you to stop and pause, reflect, and just ask yourself, what do I want to think about this? It doesn't have to mean that you think it's wonderful. It doesn't have to mean that it's your favorite, although I love asking myself that question, like how could this be my favorite? How could you work with the circumstance instead of against it as if you had chosen that moment? All good questions. And really all these questions just take you out of autopilot and into your agency and choosing the path you want to go on. So what if it's just supposed to be hard? We buy gym memberships knowing we're going to stretch ourselves, but we want that. We pay for it monthly. We know it's going to be hard and yet we do it anyway. But when it comes to other things, we're like, no, mm -mm, clean your room already. <laughs> we just finished our taxes and I had to compile a ton of paperwork for the business. And I wanted to tell myself how hard all this was. I was like, Texas, file your own paperwork. <laughs> Up to it, grow some legs and walk yourself into my file folder because I shouldn't have to do hard things, right? Another thing is trying to get everyone to agree on something. That's hard, right? It shouldn't be hard. They should just listen to you, do what you say, right? So we tell ourselves this and we get frustrated because they're not listening. They somehow missed that memo. And now you've created this result for you that this is hard and it shouldn't be. But what if it were just okay? Of course, we're going to disagree. We're all coming from different perspectives and thoughts and ideas. It'll take time to hear everyone and decide it's totally okay. What if it's not supposed to be easy? So just notice what comes up for you when you're telling yourself that something is hard. When you think and believe that it's hard, it will always come into fruition. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When I think it's hard, it's going to be hard. This even comes from like extreme circumstances and illnesses and health challenges and, and things like that in our lives. We don't wanna 
throw in the at least mentality that I talked about last week. At least it's not this, trying to make ourselves feel better. That's not that's not the goal. The goal is to be able to experience all that life has to offer. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's okay. Think about this. Have you ever gotten your blood drawn? They tell you to relax and you're like, uh, no. Think I'm gonna clench and resist and <laughs> it's gonna hurt. And what happens? They're trying to stick a needle into a rock. Of course it's going to hurt. But then when you relax into it, it doesn't feel all magical, but it pinches for a moment and then it's really not that bad. Stop resisting. Just let it be hard and let it be okay. I remember uh, several months ago, I got really sick and I don't usually get sick like that. Like I was throwing up and it was just terrible. As I was running back and forth to be sick, I was telling myself, I, I recognized, like telling myself, this is so hard, I don't like it, this is, you know, this is hard. And when I thought that, it was really hard. I hated it. It was miserable. I didn't like it. And then I just had this one question. What do I want to think about it? What if it wasn't hard? Am I contributing to this? Am I making it harder than it needs to be by thinking this is so hard? And so I just, I had this magical moment of deciding that I didn't want to think that it was miserable or hard or difficult, that I could just let it be what it was going to be. And being sick, it wasn't fun but I didn't need to make it any harder than it was. And so when I thought that, I created a completely different result for myself. I created the, this is as it should be. Everything is working as it should be. It's everything is okay. And then I wasn't resistant to it. Then I could ease into it. Then my turnaround time for being sick was way faster. The rest of the day, I could ease into relaxing instead of like that needle in your arm, trying to jab something into a rock. I could just relax and let it be hard and let that be okay. So get out of autopilot and ask yourself, what do you want to think here? If you want to believe it's hard, just know that it will be. If you want to think it's a challenge and that's okay, it'll be okay. What you tell yourself matters because you tend to believe what you think. You create your feelings, you choose your actions, and your results match what you think. Okay, my friends, you get a short one today so that you can mull this over and think about what you want to think about your specific challenges. Maybe you want to think, I'm just going to let this be hard and that's okay. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Love at Home, the podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at www.thecatalystcoaching.com. If you loved the show, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until next time. Thank you.